yourself, my man, you'll never be what is in your heart. Weep, little lion man, you're not as brave as you were at the start. Rate yourself and rake yourself, take all the courage you have left. And waste it on fixing all the problems that you made in your own head. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to yet another episode of KALA HD2 106.1's Schistel Speaks Sports. I am Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, September 22nd, and it was a beautiful, cool day here at KALA and the campus of St. Ambrose University. In today's episode, I'll cover soccer, golf, volleyball, and football, so without further ado, Let's get right into the action. We're going to start this off, this episode off by talking about the men's soccer team who comes into today with a record of 1-5-1 and one overall and then 0-2-1 and one in conference play. Most recently, the Bees men's team is coming off of a loss on Wednesday at home 3-2 in favor of the Roosevelt Lakers. That game was played at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex here in Davenport. And in that 3-2-2 loss, it was Jorge Brazula and Eli Elliott who scored both of the goals for the Bees. Brazula put his shot on net and in the goal. And at the 62-minute mark, which gave the Bees, which really cut down the deficit for the Bees, I should say, because when Brazula scored, it was 2 to nothing in favor of the Lakers, so that made it 2-1. to one. Then in the 82nd minute, the Lakers added another goal off the foot of Alan Rubio to make it 3-1, to one. and then the Bees knocked in another late goal at the 86th minute mark. Again, that was by Eli Elliott, and that left the final score at 3-2, to two, another loss for the Bees team. The Bees only took six shots in that game, three in either half, and the Bees only had three saves, one save in the first half, two in the second. In goal for the Bees, it was number one, Zach Bauer, and on the six shots on goal that he faced, he had the 50% save percentage, three goals allowed, three saves. Mario Mario Graziano was the goalie for the Lakers of Roosevelt, And on the five shots on goal he faced, he allowed two and saved three. Both goalies played the full game, the full 90 minutes, and that's what I would have expected in such a close game. It's not like either team was getting blown out and had to pull their goalie and switch to the backup. But either way, this is definitely a team that needs to step it up for the Bees because they are mired in just a bad streak. After winning their opening game at home, way back on August 25th, so almost a month ago. The the Bees won that game one to nothing against Iowa Wesleyan, and since then they just have not been able to get on track. In their last five games, or all five games that they played in September, the Bees have zero wins, four losses, and one tie. That tie came on Saturday against St. Xavier at home, and that score ended 0-0. to However, In the month of September, the Bees were outshot by their opponents by a score of 15 to just 4 
So they're definitely going to have to find a way to get some better shots on goal and figure out a way to just make the open pass and get the win, especially with their next couple of games coming up because the Bees are 1-2-1 and at home, but they are 0-3 on the road, and they get set for a two-game stint on the road. Their next couple games are against Calumet in Chicago on September 24th, so this upcoming Saturday at 1.30 p.m., and then against Trinity Christian in Palos Heights, Illinois, on Tuesday, September 27th. I will have more on those scores of those games next Thursday, but I, I definitely would like to see not only better shots being taken out of the bees, but more communication and more open passes, just too many turnovers on this bees men's team. And that's one of the many things that have killed the bees so far this year, just too many turnovers, some errant passes, taking some crazier shots, I would say. And then on defense, just giving their opponents too many open looks, easy passes, and easy shots that has put Zach Bauer in a pretty bad spot. So the next sport we will talk about is women's soccer. And unlike the men's team, the women's soccer has gotten off to a fairly hot start with an overall record of four wins, two losses, and two ties, and then a conference record of three wins, no losses, and one tie. At home, the women's team is 3-0-1, and then on the road, the women's team is 1-2-1. Most recently, the women's team played Roosevelt this past Tuesday and won by a big margin with a score of 6-1 as the final. The Bees scored four goals in the first half and then added on two more in the second. Getting the goals started was Caitlin Brunson, who had a hat trick in 22 minutes of play. Her first goal came off of an assist by Mary Evans at the five-and-a-half-minute mark. Then Brunson put in her second goal at the 17-minute mark on an unassisted free kick. The Bees then extended their lead to 3 to nothing by Caitlin Brunson getting her third goal to complete the hat trick with an assist from Melissa Schickner. And like I said, that all happened in the first 22 minutes and 42 seconds of the game. So automatically, the Bees get off to a hot start and they get rolling pretty fast. Then, just a few minutes later, Abigail Goff had an unassisted goal that hit off the left post and went in at the 24-minute mark to extend the Bees' lead by one more. Then, Roosevelt added a goal of their own at the 25-minute mark. That goal was scored by Megan Smith to narrow the deficit to 4-1. to one. Then, in the second half, it was Taylor DeSplinter who got a goal in the 58-minute mark with another assist for Mary Evans to extend the lead to 5-1. to one. And then, at the late game in the second half, at the 77-and-a-half-minute mark, Margaret Hamilton got, an, got a goal. It was a nice chip shot that went in over the top of the goalie, and the assist was credited to to Isabella Crawford. Rachel Willette was in goal for the Bees like she normally is. She had shot five shots go against her. She gave up one of those goals and had four saves. Roosevelt had to pull their goalie after 67 minutes. So really, after the fifth goal was scored... Roosevelt let their goalie go a little bit longer and just had to pull the goalie in Roxana Herrera. 
and then the backup came in and gave up one more goal. The Bees in total took 19 shots, 7 in the first half and 12 in the second. And then the Bees had, like I said, 4 saves, 2 in the first and 2 in the second. So a great game by the Bees. That extends their winning streak to 2 games. And so far in September, the Bees are 3-0-1. They have wins against Indiana South Bend dating back to September 10th. Then they tied with Olivet Nazarene at home at three goals apiece. After that, they beat San Xavier at home 3-1, to and then obviously against Roosevelt 6-1. to So if you add up all of that math, the Bees so far in the month of September are outscoring their opponents by a score of 20-5, to and that is definitely the recipe of success in soccer, especially when you're putting in eight goals, six goals. I mean, those are definitely high scores for any level of soccer that you're playing, whether it's high school, college, professional, whatever it may be. If you can put up anywhere over three goals, I think that's just absolutely incredible. Sometimes even three goals can be a lot in one game, and that just seems like a pretty normal, normal, yes, a pretty normal activity for the Bees. In their last five games, the Bees are 3-0-2. And coming up, the Bees will take on Calumet Lake, the men's team, this Saturday. Their game will kick off at 11 a.m. in Chicago. And then instead of playing on Tuesday against Trinity Christian, the women's team will play on Wednesday, September 8th, with a 4 o'clock kickoff in Palos Heights against the Trolls of Trinity Christian. I think those games are going to be Very big games for the Bees to see if they can stay undefeated in conference play. Like I said earlier, they are 3-0-1 so far in the conference. And Kelly Matt and Trinity Christian, pardon me, are not two teams that you can take lightly. Both of those teams are definitely good and can get on the board fast. And that is not something you want if you're the Bees because you never want to come back from a deficit. You always want to make your other team come back from a deficit and really make that team work even harder than they normally would if it was an even game or if the other team had the lead. So, now that we have covered both soccer from the men's and women's variety, we will move on to golf. However, I just remember that outside of Brunson's hat trick, Taylor DeSplinter won the CCAC Women's Soccer Player of the Week The splinter wears number 11 on the field, but she is definitely what I would consider the number one on the Bees roster because she has had just numerous goals, numerous assists, and she definitely acts as if she is the captain for this woman's team. Great communication with her teammates and her coaches as to what she's seeing while on the field or on the bench. And she is definitely one of the players that has deserved the Player of the Week award. I'm sure it will not be the last time that we see DeSplinter get this award from the CCAC. So congratulations to her, and I can't wait to see what both the men's and women's teams do from this point out because obviously, like I said, the men's team looking to come back into a more competitive record than the women's team just looking to improve. So the first golf team that we will discuss is the men's golf team. So far in the fall, 
The golf team has competed in four tournaments, most recently the Bill Johnson Fall Invitational at Kankakee Elks in Kankakee, Illinois, where the team placed fifth out of 12. In that, St. Ambrose shot a team 31 over par, which was 21 shots behind Illinois Wesleyan, who won at 10 over. For the Bees, when it comes to player standings, the top competitor was Owen Holtman, who was tied for fifth at three over in the Invitational. So a great job by him. And then not too far behind was Jared Tiggs, who shot eight over par in the tournament. When you look at the team-by-team stats for the Bees, like I said, it was Holtman who tied for fifth, Tiggs tied for 20th, Mark Schomer tied for 23rd, Dylan McAleer tied for 29th, and then Hunter Metal tied for 34th. And none of these Bs performed poorly. I mean, it was just a great team effort. Obviously, you'd like to see the Bs come away with the win in the golf tournament, but you're not going to win every golf tournament at any level that you play at. So a top a top five performance is definitely well done. And the women's team actually also competed in the Bill Johnson Fall Invitational at Kankakee Elks. Obviously, the women's team going against all women's competition. And in that, the Bees took second out of the four teams who competed. As a team, the Bees shot 121 over par, and that was only seven strokes behind the champion of the tournament, Olivet Nazarene, who shot 114 over. The best B in this tournament was Leah Sullivan, who shot 23 over par, and she tied for third. Then the next best in score was Catherine Spear, who took seventh place. She shot 28 over. In the team-by-team breakdown, outside of Sullivan and Spear, Amara Lytle shot 32 over and tied for 10th place in the tournament. Then Kara Williams shot 40 over and took 18th place. And then rounding it out was Audrey McAleer, who shot 46 over and took 20th place in the tournament. So individually, the Bees have all of their golfers for the women's team in the top 20 So that's nice to see. And then obviously coming in second place, a great deal of respect that I have for both of these golf teams because I know personally just how how hard golf can be. I myself am definitely not a great golfer. Uh, I'd be lucky to break any record that I hold. I don't even know what my best score would be. But nonetheless, coming up for the Bs, On Monday and Tuesday, the 26th and 27th, the men's team will play in the NAIA Midwest Invitational at TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois. And I think the Bees may have a sort of home home course advantage, I guess you could call it. I think the Bees just played a lot there. They hosted a tournament last year at TPC Deer Run, and I... It was normally a course that gave the Bees 
a lot of good bounces uh, with the ball just rolling down the fairway. And the Bees normally put up some good scores at the TPC Duran and Silvis. And then coming up for the women's in the month of October, on Monday, October 10th, and Tuesday, the 11th, the Bees will compete in the CCAC Fall Preview at the Den in Bloomington, Illinois. And then on Monday, September, I'm sorry, Monday, October 17th, and October 18th, that Tuesday, the Bees women's team will play in the Deer Run Invitational at TPC Deer Run in Silvis. So now that we are officially halfway through the four sports for today's episode, I am going to step away for a quick commercial break. Don't turn that dial because this is definitely the channel to have on right now. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. I feel like we've always known each other. Me too, and we just met online. So listen, why do we meet? Maybe at the mall, Saturday afternoon, do a little shopping, a little chilling, and let's wear all pink so we recognize each other. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Kids don't always know that predators surf the internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the internet. Visit McGruff.org. An important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. Folks, I'm Gabby the Groundhog, and I just love to dig. But if you're planning to dig in your yard, you gotta know Gabby's ground rules. Call Iowa One Call to have your underground utilities marked first. Coming in contact with any utility lines can cause a major inconvenience, serious injury, or even worse. So phone Iowa One Call, and they'll see to it that your underground utilities get marked. It's the only way to dig safely. Know what's below. Call before you dig. 1-800-292-8989. A public service announcement of Iowa One Call. It's empty in the valley of your heart The sun, it rises slowly as you walk Away from all the fears and all the faults you've left behind 
The harvest left no food for you to eat. You cannibal, you meat eater, you see. But I've seen the same, I know the shame in your defeat. But I will hold on hope and I... Welcome back into the studios of KALA on the campus of St. Ambrose University. That was The Cave by Mumford & Sons, and this is Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. I am Ryan Schistel. Now that I've covered the men's and women's soccer and golf teams, it's time to discuss the women's volleyball team who has gone off to a terrific start to their season and the Fighting Bee football team who is still in search of their first win on the year. So let's head to the volleyball court where the volleyball team has been lights out so far this year. Like I said, the Bees extremely hot to start the year with an overall record of 11 wins and 4 losses, and then they have a 4-win and 1-loss conference record as of right now. Most recently, the Bees are coming off of a loss 3 games to none against Indiana Northwest. The Red Hawks came into Lee Loman Arena here on the St. Ambrose campus and swept the Fighting Bees to ruin what was a two-game win streak for the women's team. In that game, all of the games were quite close, if I do say so myself. In the first of three games, the Red Hawks of Indiana Northwest bested the Bees by a score of 25-23. to And then in the second game, Indiana Northwest won again by their largest margin of the, of the match, 25 to 18. After that, Indiana Northwest barely was able to keep the sweep, winning 25 to 22. So, Indiana Northwest improves to 11 and 4 overall on the year and 2 and 2 in conference play, whereas St. Ambrose drops to 11 and 4 on the year and 4 and 1 in conference play. And I know the Bees lose this game. It's their first conference loss of the year. But this is nothing that should deter Bees fans or the players on just what an absolutely great year that they have had to start. The Bees have quite a few sweeps of their own or 3-1 to one victories against some good opponents like Concordia, Michigan, Indiana Southeast, Roosevelt. So definitely a team that I still think has a good shot of making the NAIA National Tournament if they keep playing as well as they have been. And I think they'll definitely do well in conference play because it is just, it's a team that definitely is able to make a lot of good plays. Um, The team is able to pass very well. They're able to just give beautiful sets between the whole team. And the kills have been absolutely fantastic in every game I have gone to see. The kills are coming in just at such a great angle that it's giving opposition really no time to react and get set up for a good return. So a great job by the women's team so far. Uh, If you were to look at saubs.com or the athletics website for St. Ambrose, you would have seen in weeks past that there have been a few women's volleyball players who have won Conference Player of the Week for their individual positions. 
one of which that I remember that came most recent was the setter of the week for the Bees, Hannah Sondag. And she is just another one of the players for the Bees that has been playing so well. She played well against their most recent opponent in Indiana Northwest. And I would definitely expect the same out of her because she seems to be one of the best leaders on the court for the Bees. So coming up in the schedule for the women's volleyball team, the team will play Judson at home at the Lee Loman Arena this Tuesday, September 27th at 7 o'clock p.m., and then they will be done with action until the following Saturday, October 1st, where they will play Colonel Stritch again at home. After that, the Bees will wrap up their four-game homestand against Iowa Wesleyan again on October 1st, but that game will be played at 2 o'clock p.m., so a doubleheader coming on Saturday, October 1st. And I would highly recommend for all Bees fans, wherever you are, if you have time, definitely go to one of these women's volleyball matches and just see exactly what I'm talking about. The arena, Lee Loman, just gets so much energy pumped into it between the fans, the actual players on the court, um, the athletics department who has streamed a few of the women's volleyball teams, keeps the live stats. Everybody really gets into it. I worked camera for the athletics department in one of their live streams a while back in which the Bees got a sweep of their own. I forget who uh, they were playing Trinity Christian. So a team that the soccer team was is playing coming up. That school came to the Bees and got swept. And I will say it was one of the most fun days I've ever had watching volleyball of either the men's or women's variety just because of how energetic it was. And I will definitely be at some more games. I hope everybody is able to make it out for a game of their own and see exactly what it is I am talking about. So we have one more sport to talk about, and it is the SAU football team. The Bees drop another game, and they move to 0-3 and three on the year. Conference play will start up here soon, but this weekend the Bees have a much-needed bye try to shake off their past three weeks of games. For those who don't remember, the Bees opened up the season with a two-game road, road stint. On September 3rd, they lost their opening game 33-13 at Waldorf and then dropped a game to the then-ranked number 6 Concordia University Cardinals in Ann Arbor 41-24. to most recently, the Bees played their homecoming game last Saturday, September 17th, against Lawrence Tech. I was on the call with David Meyer. It was homecoming. It was the home opener for the Bees. And you could definitely feel the energy at Brady Street Stadium. The place was absolutely packed. A bunch of tailgating in the parking lots beforehand with parents, families coming in from out of town, students. Yeah, it was definitely a good environment. It felt like a what could have been a D1 NCAA college environment, but the Bees just don't get it done in that game. So after the Bees went down early 14 to nothing, Yemi Ward caught a 59-yard passing touchdown from Tom Casey, which narrowed the margin to 14 to 7. 
Then Lawrence Tech had a touchdown of their own with 27 seconds left to play in the second quarter, and they went into the half leading 21-7. Coming out of the half, Joe Namio put in a 45-yard field goal, which made it a 21-10 lead for the Blue Devils of Lawrence Tech until they went up 36-10 after a passing touchdown from Tyler Kolka to Charles Tiggert and a rushing touchdown from Keon Sanders, which gave, again, the Blue Devils two more touchdowns. They made it 36-10. to Then with eight minutes left to play, the Bees put in a touchdown. It was a passing touchdown from Tom Casey to Nolan Bielski. From, from Tom Casey, pardon me, to Nolan Bielski's. It was a 26-yard pass. And then the two-point conversion by Tanalich Hall was failed, so it was 36-16 to with eight minutes to play. Then, after forcing a punt out of the Blue Devils, St. Ambrose scored yet again. It was Yemi Ward with another touchdown. It was a 23-yard pass from Tom Casey that made it 36-23. to And at this point, you could definitely feel a bit of a comeback forming for the Bees. Then, just two plays later, the Bees force a fumble, get the ball back, and Yemi Ward scores again. This time it was a 57-yard pass completed from Tom Casey, and that made the score 36-30, three minutes left to play in the game. For those who were left in the stands after the downpour that the Bees and Blue Devils were playing in, the stadium definitely emptied out quite a bit, I'd say, Roughly maybe 80% of the fans had left due to the torrential downpours that we were facing. I mean, there were some times that the Bees, or really just David and I couldn't see the Bees or the Blue Devils completely on the field from how heavy the rain was coming down. The Bees then got the ball back for one last chance with about a minute and a half left. And the energy of the offense coming out, you could tell every Bees player, coach, fan and broadcaster wanted this game just oh so bad and complete the comeback but the bees go three and out on incomplete passes from Tom Casey who put the ball in some good spots a few times Casey took a shot deep down the field to Yemi Ward it was just a bit overthrown Yemi laid out for it and it just was too far and if he had caught that the bees would have gotten the ball with about 40 seconds left on the Blue Devils' 30-yard line, which would have been huge. However, the Bees drop the game. They lose 36-30 on their home opener and homecoming. And in that game, Tom Casey was 11 for 26 passing with 284 yards, four touchdowns, and a long of 59 yards. No rushing touchdowns for the Bees, but rushing was led by Tanalage Hall, who had 14 attempts and 55 yards for a long of 14. And then, to me, the all-star of the game was Yemi Ward, who had four receptions for 155 yards, a long reception of 59, and three touchdowns. If there was fantasy football for college football and you had Yemi Ward on your team, you would have gotten a lot of points out of him because he went off in that game, and he was awarded with the MSF, the MSFA's Midwest League Offensive Player of the Week for his performance against Lawrence Tech. And it really was. It was a bummer that the Bees couldn't escape homecoming with a win. It was a game that 
I truly thought they were going to win. And like I said, they're on a bye week now. Um, definitely, definitely needed bye week. The team, the team has been practicing pretty hard as far as I've heard or seen and driving by the practice facility. I know the JV team is also on a bye this week, but I believe they're doing a scrimmage just against each other. That, unfortunately, will not be broadcasted by KLA just because it's a rather closed scrimmage between the team. But after this bye week, the Bees go back on the road to Trinity International in Deerfield, Illinois. That game will be played at 1 o'clock on October 1st, so Saturday. David Meyer and I, I believe, will be on the call. And I, the Bees are going to have to come out and get a win because Trinity International opens up conference play, and after that, they don't have a non-conference opponent to play. So in the, let's see here, five, in the seven games that the Bees have left to play, all seven are good conference opponents, and the Bees have a chance to really bounce back and get a win on the record sheet and get some better scores up on the website, saubees.com. So that's going to do it for this episode of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. I'm Ryan Schistel. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in so far this year. The support has been just fantastic. It really means a lot to me. From this episode on, I will be posting these episodes on SoundCloud. Just look up Schistel Speak Sports and the episodes will be there. For those who don't know how to spell Schistel, it is S-C-H-I-E-S-T-E-L. Again, that's S-C-H-I-E-S-T-E-L, Schistel Speaks Sports. I'll try to get the episodes out the night of the shows, so every Thursday night or the following morning, so Friday mornings. And this year, the... Episodes will have a gray logo with the St. Ambrose Fighting BB in the background. And last year's, if you want to go back and listen to last year, they will have the Navy background with a beehive-type look to it. And like I said, from this episode on, I will be posting them. The past episodes, um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to post those just because they've already passed and it's been so long that it hasn't. It really, um, just all the records of the teams are so far past that it wouldn't even make too much sense to get some of them posted. In fact, some of them, I looked at my flash drive where I keep all my Schistel Speak Sports items. Some of them were corrupted when I tried to save them to the flash drive. So that's unfortunate, but from here on out, they will be saved. And so until next week, I'm Ryan Schistel. Go Bees. Your station for St. Ambrose University Sports, KALA HD2, Davenport, Quad Cities. What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got, you know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got, start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey! 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 Hey!